The Blaze Radio Network. On Demand. Outrage Inc. How the Liberal Mob Ruined Science Journalism in Hollywood. I'm, uh, I'm tired of the outraged mob. Nothing gets done, Derek. No, it doesn't. And you're, you're sitting there and you're exposing it. And another one of my favorite little tactics that they like to use is you hear this every election cycle. Is, I led the fight against this or I led the fight against that <laughs> or, or this. And all that is, is, yeah, I co-sponsored a bill. I didn't really do anything for it. I didn't you know, try and get it passed all that hard. But I put my name on a piece of legislation and suddenly they're throwing their shoulder out, patting themselves on the back. And they really only do it because they want the campaign ad. It's it's hilarious and sad simultaneously. Yeah, it's so funny, but each side knows this, but we accept it from our side. We accept the manufactured uh, uh, middle America family, uh, Chris Cruz and his family. Chris is sitting here in a polo shirt because it's the weekend, and he's sitting on the front step of his house with his uh, two kids and the dog, and he's going to tell you about what real American life should be like. I mean, we accept this manufactured politician when you know it's not that way. Yes, but there's also the great one, I was the deciding vote, either in favor or against. Now, <laughs> it didn't pass or it passed by 100 votes, but whoever was the one that was the 218 or 51 in the Senate, they it, it doesn't matter, of course, but they paint themselves as the hero of whatever happened to get done or whatever they managed to stop being done to us. It is. It's a it's just a nonstop group of cliches. It's kind of funny, and if it weren't so sad, it would be hilarious. But this is what we've come to as a republic, and sadly, it's it's so easy to do because we've come to be conditioned to look to government to do so much that there's so many opportunities for these boneheads to sit there and tell us how wonderful they are. And we're just waiting for the gotcha from the other side. It's frustrating for for those of us that have you know, strong feelings, and we know the right way forward. We know some of the failures where we've gotten away from our core principles that America is based on, because when we talk about them, it is positioned as, oh, you're just talking because you're on that side, because that's part of the machine. So we have two things I look at we're fighting. We're fighting the wrong ideas, people on the left, progressivism, but we're also fighting just as much and maybe more so that DC machine. Well, one of the biggest problems with Washington, D.C., the progressivism, isn't a a democratic exclusivity. It isn't the exclusive domain of the Democratic Party. It's a concept that the government and the ruling elite know better than you do how your life should be. Mm. So maybe there's a Republican way of doing something and a... Whenever there's Democrats introduce something, oh, we need to take over the health care system. It, now, the conservative response should be, no, we shouldn't. People, the states can do what they want, but the federal government has no business in this. Ninth and Tenth Amendment Constitution, pretty easy case to make. It's pretty easy to argue for liberty. But instead, they said, no, here's our version of it. And they immediately, <laughs> see, they immediately seed the concept, but they offer half a loaf. Now, if you're... Your choice come election day is the choice between somebody willing to give you five bucks and somebody willing to give you a buck fifty. You've already conceded the concept that the government should be giving you money. Why wouldn't you vote for the person saying they're going to give you more money? 
That's a, that's a re- great point. Instead of saying, no, we're not, these are the wrong ideas, just entertaining the discussion of how we should do it. You're right. They're conceding that, yeah, we need to do something. Mm-hmm. Well, that's one of the worst things in Washington is we have to do something. We hear that all the time on, on the Second Amendment. We must do something after something horrible happens. And then you say, okay, well, what if, what if we had done all of the things you're proposing? Would any of that made a difference? No, but that's not the point. Like, well, then what is the point? The point is you've had this wish list of things that you've wanted in your fever dream since your teen years, and now you see an opportunity to advance it. And it is, it's nothing but a bunch of opportunism and grandstanding in Washington, D.C. And I, I say that as somebody who lives there. It's sad. So uh, let's talk a little bit about these manufactured personalities like Bill Nye and Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah, Bill Nye, the engineering guy who was a failed stand-up comedian who got a, a job as an, who got a job as an actor on a kids show on a local PBS station, who suddenly now is the moral voice of climate change, now, it, it, or, or gender politics, whatever it is. And Neil deGrasse Tyson, look, Neil deGrasse Tyson, and Bill Nye is probably a very nice guy. I know people who've known him; they say he is a nice guy. But that doesn't make him an expert on climate change, having read a study or having read an AP article. Same goes for Neil deGrasse Tyson. He's an astrophysicist, probably much smarter than I am. But the, uh, the deep space is the exact opposite of climate. Yet he is given absolute moral authority and genius-level opinions, according to the media, on climate change. Why? Because he says the right things. He's not a climatologist, neither is Bill Nye, yet whenever there is a rainstorm or a hurricane, you can find them on the CBS morning show or whatever show you've got talking about how this is just the beginning of the death of us all. And, of course, the unquestioning bobblehead host just nod right along going, oh, my God, yes, you're so brilliant. You're absolutely right. You agree with everything I think. Therefore, you're correct. It is their media manufactured personalities. Look, you find life on another planet. You want Neil deGrasse Tyson on your show. You have a flood in your basement. You don't want Neil deGrasse Tyson on your show because he doesn't know anything about that. <laughs> no, you know who I want? I want a plumber at that point. That's who I want. Exactly. Exactly. But they are given the moral authority on. They are unquestioned. Um, Again, Bill Nye is just an engineer. He is a failed stand-up comedian. He's a corny kind of guy. When he was doing little science experiments like making hot air balloons on television, he was absolutely (laughs) harmless. But now he wants to command a large percentage of our economy because he has bought into climate change. And again, This is what the left does. The concept of climate change is the perfect example of the outrage manufacturing machine. It is, if you don't act now, the whole world is coming to an end. Well, that scares the hell out of people. People thinking, people afraid don't think rationally. And if you'd noticed, Doc, remember when Al Gore first was going on about this in the 90s? We have 10 years before everything goes to hell. Well, it's been more than 10 years. We're still here. I'm in New York. I didn't take a gondola to get to my hotel. <laughs> the predictions did not happen. But what they didn't, instead of, you know, you make a, if you're in a doomsday cult and you're the leader of a doomsday cult, and you say, come Wednesday, we're all dead. 
Thursday morning, you're going to have some explaining to do. Yes. But when it comes to climate change, no. they did no self-reflection. They just changed. They went from 10-year predictions, because 10 years comes pretty quick, to 100-year predictions, so that everybody alive now when the prediction is made will be dead and won't remember that it was false. And uh, they still, the solution is still the same. So when, there's right now there's a, a funded study I read about in the book that come 21, year 2100, lightning strikes are going to increase dramatically, or could. There's always the qualifier, could, <laughs> may, whatever. Like, okay, how do you know that? Well, the data shows. Now, theoretically, if the data is so good, they should be able, if they can make predictions 100 years in the future, they should be able to go 100 years back, since we have pretty good data from back then, and plug in that data and accurately show what actually happened in the ensuing 100 years. Yet every one of their computer models doesn't come close to predicting or showing what actually happened. So we're expected to believe that they're going to know what's going to happen. That's like saying I've got a machine that predicts winning lottery numbers, but the ticket won't be good for 100 years, but pay me now. It would be insane to do that. But you you might be able to make a lot of money at it, and there's a lot of money involved in this. But it's mostly just designed to scare the hell out of people and think your grandchildren are going to die on a rotting planet unless you cede your money and your liberty to the government right now. It's it's a hell of a racket because you can't you can't prove it, but most importantly, you can't disprove it. And that's the key right there. I think you're right. I think you're spot on with the name of the book, Derek Hunter. It's Outrage Inc. Everybody is outraged now at everything, even nonsensical things. How the liberal uh, mob ruined science, journalism, and Hollywood. Again, it's titled uh, Outrage Inc. Derek Hunter, thanks, buddy. We'll tweet out and post a link to this, okay? I appreciate it. Thank you very much. It sounds great. Outrage. That's He's right. That's the key. Just stop. And I think th- I'm, I'm looking for solutions on this stuff. The reason I want to have these guys on, too. But I think uh, part of it is um, challenge the outrage. Why are you ticked at this? Why are you upset at this? Stop. And desensitize people to yeah. it. How do you desensitize them? You, s- you keep talking about it and you keep doing it. I, Luke, send a message to all those that follow our Lord Jesus Christ. From a firm films comes Paul, Apostle of Christ. Now on DVD and Blu-ray. There are men, women, children that will never meet you. There must be a handwritten account of your acts. Their faith challenged an empire. Do you really know about these Christians? I am concerned with these documents. Their words changed the world. Love is the only way. Paul, Apostle of Christ, starring Jim Caviezel. Available now on DVD, Blu-ray, and digital. Knowledge is power. Tweet at us with the hashtag, what I learned today. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network.